0: north of the indian ocean has for the second day been a host to massive joint drills by the iranian russian navies with the aim of establishing security for international maritime trade and now a selected group of vessels from the indian navy unexpectedly arrived in the area requesting to join the exercise we're joined this afternoon by zaki khalid editor of pakistan's geostrategic review and a guest writer for islamabad's Based Center for Strategic and Contemporary Research. (laughs) Zaki, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the program. Wa
1: alaikum, assalam. It's a pleasure to be on your show.
0: The pleasure is absolutely ours, Jazakum Jazakumul Akhir, for joining us. Now, the Indian Navy is apparently overdriving to refute reports of participating in a joint Iran Russia maritime drill in the northern Indian Ocean. Tell us more about
1: this well it so happens that uh, recently uh, uh the baltic fleet and the black sea fleet of the russian navy they visited pakistan for participation in the amman exercise which is a an exercise for regional peace it is a message of a naval diplomacy for peace uh sponsored by the pakistan navy and it brought together 45 countries from the region and beyond And Russia was one of the featured guests, and it was the first time that uh, Russia was willing to participate along with some NATO countries, which was a feat for uh, Islamabad in itself. Uh, What happens is that while the Black Sea Fleet, uh, uh, two of the ships stayed in Pakistan for participation in the exercise, two of them from the Baltic Fleet, which is the RFS, Toiki, and uh, Kola, both of them, they later went to Iran for participation in a drill with the Iran Navy, which was scheduled very earlier on. So their visit to Pakistan was mostly courtesy. And this, was, this is actually the second edition of the Russia-Iran Navy drills. The previous one was held in December of 2019, and that involved China as well. And China is going to participate in this particular edition also. The surprising thing is that something which was not expected was that the Iranian Navy claimed that Indian vessels came into Iranian waters and personally requested the Iranian Navy leadership that they want to participate in this uh, because the Chinese have not yet joined the drills. Uh, Their Chinese New Year is ongoing and it is going to end in feb and they'll be available in march so before china comes the iranians uh, the indians wanted to hold an exercise with iran and russia both of whom are strategic partners of new delhi so they wanted to take this opportunity but uh, the surprising thing is that for some reason earlier in on 18th feb the Indian Navy issued a public statement and they completely denied having sent any of their ships for participation. And the takeaway from this is that the the reason why they're trying to deny this is that since the India and U.S. are in a strategic partnership in the indian ocean they did not want to send the wrong signals to washington but whatever their intentions might be the iranians are openly claiming that uh, we stand by our reports and we can confirm with full uh, assurance that I- the indians did participate with us so there's a lot of contradiction going on and one can easily see that new delhi is desperately trying uh, to you know uh play Washington on one hand and Moscow on the other, and uh, in between the only country which, that's a big deal, actually.
0: Yes, now perhaps you could share insight with us. What do these drills entail?
1: These particular drills are part, which is the second edition, as I mentioned earlier. The previous was in December 2019, and now it is taking place. Uh, Iran basically wants to set up its own maritime security framework in the Indian Ocean because they don't have any alliance with the the US for obvious reasons. Uh, They don't have a proper working relationship with India because India is very cautious about sending the wrong signals to Washington. The Iranians are trying to set up their own regional maritime security framework. And the name of these drills is the Iran-Russia maritime security belt, which is quite similar to what China has been saying is their Belt and Road Initiative. And the reason why Iran wants to take is because Iran has consistently been uh, claiming that the Strait of Hormuz and the Persian Gulf is its uh, backyard, and they claim that they have exclusive uh, rights over this place, and they are the ones who should, according to their opinion, have uh, are supposed to maintain control over it. So they wanted to send a message of uh, deterrence to the U.S. And they wanted to send another message that uh, Iran is not alone and they have a huge regional power, which is Russia, standing with them. And uh, China will be joining sometime around March. So this trilateral framework, Iran, Russia, and China, they're trying to present an alternate to the U.S.-led framework in the region. And obviously uh, this is what is confusing for researchers that if this is the case, then why would India try to put its foot in both camps? It doesn't make sense because the, India has been repeatedly trying to say that we want to be uh, we want to be a watchdog for the U.S. in the region, and they've been proving that through many agreements and exclusive arrangements. So it's kind of, it's kind of a uh, paradox right now, to be honest.
0: Mm. Uh, related to this, uh, Zaki, you recently attended a hybrid warfare discussion what is hybrid warfare and how will it affect the future conflicts to
1: come well hybrid warfare basically um it's quite a detailed concept so if i could very uh briefly try to describe it for uh, the ordinary reader who may not be aware with the technical details hybrid war is basically something which is beyond the conventional means of war we use weapons we use um a lot of uh, gadgets tanks air air strikes we use uh, navy ships and we use other special forces to conduct operations against our adversary but hybrid war is different in the sense that it is very it has very little to do with conventional means of war and it is mostly concerned with informing and influencing your adversary through the use of um, cognitive war, information warfare, trying to use social media to disrupt your enemy's credibility, using political, social, and economic means to try to discredit a whole country. You now, For example, we've seen, if we talk objectively from both viewpoints, uh, we've seen how the U.S. has been trying to instigate Uh, regime change in different South American and Central Asian countries through so-called color revolutions. They try to uh, support people who who start off as rebels in particular countries, and then they try to overthrow the government. But you don't see any uh, foreign soldiers over there. You don't see U.S. boots on the ground. You don't see anything going on, because all of that is being managed covertly using uh, intelligence operatives and other uh, special forces people who are not out in the open. And what they do is they try to encourage regime change and try to install a government which is in favor of them. And similarly, we talk about Russia as well, uh, whether one might agree with it or not. But Russia did the same, um, some people call it gray zone war, when they try to take over Crimea, which is in Ukraine. So it, it's basically a means of influencing and waging war against an adversary not only on the military front but also the political social and economic front as well it's a whole of nation appro- approach and uh, the way you achieve it is you integrate various components of your national power instead of just using hard power so while hard power is always an easy option for countries. In today's age, when um, the global media is very active, it's quite difficult to get uh, global support and get your military forces deployed. So most people nowadays prefer to stay in their home base and send uh, operatives overseas who try to maintain assets, who try to engage in those sort of things. Yes.
0: This is certainly a look at what uh, things will be like in the future. Uh, in terms of the hybrid war and as you've outlined it to us and we're already seeing semblances and samples of it in different parts of the world and the references that you've made to that. Uh, Zaki, we appreciate your time on Radio It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Uh, we look forward to chatting to you again in the future. Shukran The pleasure has been mine as well. JazakAllah. Jazaak- Assalamualaikum. As- wa alaikum. wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.